Today we present you with a discussion regarding the relationship between creativity and mental health. Since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, we thought this would be a good time to release the episode to open up a dialogue about artists and mental health. It is a controversial topic for sure, but we would love to know what you think. Send us your thoughts to theartistconfluence at gmail.com and let us know if you would like your comments to be featured on our Instagram. Thank you to everyone who participated in the discussion. Benny John Placencia from the Netherlands. Tessa Cameron from Toronto, Canada. Elena Villedelaire from Quebec, Canada. This is the Virtual Salon Podcast, hosted by Emily Carrig and Lisa Sokolovskaya. something actually for example i have uh, you know uh, emily i read a lot uh, a lot of history a lot of uh, i love history i love art history and music history as well and one of the things i wanted to say is that for example i have realized that for example when you okay if you want to be for example an artist a musician a painter it's okay you can achieve everything you want but i have come to realize that when you want to transcend in music, in art, in jewelry making, in whatever that involves art creation, there is two things that must be fulfilled. There are two things that you must have. And I don't want to create, create here a controversy or anything, but this is my personal opinion. If you want to transcend, not just to do it good, you must have a mental illness, either depression, either post-traumatic stress disorder, either something. You cannot transcend in art if you have a different connection with your brain and you get this through a mental illness. As I said, it can be depression, can be post-traumatic stress disorder, can be bipolar, whatever you call it, you name it. And the other thing is that you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware that you have it. When you meet these two conditions that I have seen in many people, you name it, Picasso, Monet, Rembrandt, uh, you name it. Also musicians, you can transcend in art. Chopin, Beethoven, Rachmaninoff, etc. So that's what I wanted to say, that it is very, uh, mental health is strictly correlated to your level of creativity. And when you are not aware of it, it can block your path. We all have certain kinds of things in our head, you know, but you have to be aware of it. It is, you cannot have one without the other because the brain can form these kind of connections only when you are in this kind of situation or having to experience these emotions or states. What do you think guys about it? I have very strong opinions about that. Say it, say it, I mean, say them. I think it caters to a very problematic stereotype of, of what an artist is and what a creative is and that that's we... What I, that's what the, I sort of wrap you. That's why I specified somebody who has transcended, not just to be an artist. If you want to trust... I still think that it caters into a very, mm-hmm. very stereotypical and quite... You know, sometimes I think that people look at artists and creative people as some sort of different creatures. You know, they're a little bit... I don't see it. And strange. And I think that it's the view of the outsider, particularly. You know, my mother is an accountant. And when she looks at, at, at creativity, she's amazed and, she, and, and she's in wonder. But also, 
you know, I know that in her life in different domains, she has been very creative, but she's just not, not realizing it because oh. it doesn't have the very cute, simple label of, oh, I'm doing creative work, art, painting, drawing, dancing, and so on. You know, cooking is creative. Sure. Education can be incredibly creative. Computer science can be creative. Any all of that can be creative, but there is that very strong division. I, I think we're talking about different levels. You I compare, still think... You cannot compare a chef, uh, the best chef in the world with Chopin or Beethoven. Yeah, you can. Just, yeah, I think just, you can. I yeah, think it's I think the same do. thing. It's just that one thing is significantly more, um, what's the name, uh, ephemeral, because you cannot pass on the taste to future generations. Um, but there is really no difference. The creativity in, in scientific discovery is impressive and mind-blowing. And those are people that are changing our perception of the world the way that artists oftentimes are changing our perception of the world. But I think it creates two problems. It creates the problem of making artists as some sort of weird creatures that aren't like us, the laymen, or it creates this very negative structure where artists have to either feel like they have to be uncomfortable mm. or that they don't have to be paid enough because they always have to be in the state of suffering, whether it's through hunger or addiction or yep. mental issues. And I'm like, mm, that's, very, that's very 1800, let's burn the women that are cute because they're witches. I think you're adding ethical things to what I said. To, to have depression doesn't mean you have to suffer. You can have a controlled depression. You can have bipolar disorder and be completely... Sure. You can I, be completely controlled and live a normal yeah. life. You can definitely live... Artists. Healthy artists, they exist. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going to change my eye colors to blue just because I think one day it's going to happen. Either I have it or not. You can develop it. And this took me a long time to understand. People told me, you must have a talent to play the piano. I was like, no, I just have technique and I can play the piano. You have obsession. I, well, of course, you have to have some certain so, kind of passion. You can call it obsession if you want. It's a, what I wanted to say is that I realized in my life that it exists. Talent exists. I can teach to everyone, to like 100 people, the same technique of Martha Arkerich, of the best pianist in the world. Not everybody will develop it in the same way, even though it's the same technique. This took me a long time to understand. I thought just by having the technique, you will, of course, a good technique, you will be able to, uh, let's say, improve your abilities. But it has it has to do more than that. It has Talent to do... is a predisposition, no? It's uh, like a certain ease, you have something you're able to to do something a little bit yeah, better than everyone else. Okay. But if let's you don't go work go. at it, yes. imagine, maybe so, I'm okay. very talented in, in, in the violin, I just never discovered it. Oh, who knows, yeah. exactly. I am not talented. If there's one thing that I know, I'm not talented in the violin. But let's call it this, let's call it, let's call it this. Sorry, I speak Dutch all the time, that's why my English is medic, it's like really messed up now. But anyways, I think you have to have a predisposition for creativity. It doesn't matter how many routines you do, they help maybe. But if you don't have a predisposition for creativity, you can call it whatever. It will not develop. Maybe art is not for you. Maybe uh, music is not for me. It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is that creativity is something it's not you are born with, but you have to develop it if you are aware that you have the tools for it. And if you don't have the tools, still develop it. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that it is maybe easier for some people. It could be 
seen as easier. Although it's not easier, they just have a different structure in the brain. I'm talking about right. biologically, They're not like free, predisposition. But that's like physical something, you know, uh, Michael Phelps, his mm -hmm. arm uh, mm -hmm. length is longer mm -hmm. than his body. He's like a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this is a great bonus for it swimmer yeah but there's two things you have to want to swim with those arms you might want to i don't know be an engineer and you also have to work your ass off anyways because the, the problem the problem what i wanted to uh, actually get to is that when you have a mental illness i told you because i studied psychology like seven years the thing is that when you when you have a certain kind of mental illness it doesn't matter what it is you can have nothing and you're still, you have something still. So when you have that kind of things, your connections are different. So your level of creativity, your level of sensitivity, your level of perception of the world will be completely different. We could talk about level of sensitivity in different people, you know, but your perception is what gives you creativity. You cannot paint a sun if you have never seen the sun. I mean, if they tell you, if you are blind and they tell you the sun is like this, you maybe can imagine how the sun could be if you know what light is and if you know what the other elements that the sun surround could be, you know? But you cannot just make it out of nothing. So this perception is different in every one of us. And I have found, I will write a book actually about this. I, I, uh, I have found that it is extremely linked, the level of perception. We're not going to talk about the trifle of Gordon Ramsay. I mean, that's not probably not going to present for you for years from now. I mean, why not? Okay, not, why not? Not, why not? not Ramsay, I mean, but I mean, Blumenthal. Heston Blumenthal. There may be some genius in Betty Crocker or Gordon Ramsay. Not Betty Crocker, no. not Gordon Ramsay. Let's take real people. Let's take Heston. Okay. Okay. I mean, you, you told me that you could compare a chef with Beethoven. I mean, yes. Well, the thing is, oh. um, have you ever had? Have you ever had? Wait, 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 Emily. I have just one question. Have yeah. you had food that really touched you in a way? Yes, yes, absolutely. Did you feel something different than just be? And it doesn't yes. have. To, and it doesn't yes. has to be like fancy restaurant. It could no, no, no. It's something special. Your grandmother. No, no, not my grandmother. My grandmother well, was a bitch. Example. Okay. Example. Which, which food that touched me, like, for real? Yeah. Oof, there are many. But I will tell you one that touched me, like, for real. Touching in what sense? That I was impressed by how in, it in the, or, in the, or inspired me emotions. In yes. the, mer the Mercado. That's different. I would say, uh, what did you say, Emily? I said, in the Mercado in Lima, or in Susie Diaz's oh my gosh, restaurant. No, no, but let's talk about, like, really special. For example, I would say, and although you might not believe it, uh, fried crickets in Vietnam. When I tasted them, I thought it was going to be a bunch of crap, but they were delicious. They tasted like, uh, I don't know, just delicious. It evoking me so many feelings because I am different. So people might find it disgusting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that evoking the emotions, the fried his, It evoked his I have, a, I have a, a small little cricket inside, yeah. That's that's the reason why I'm saying I think that even cuisine can do the same thing as music or art or or exactly. theater because it it can transcend you. The only very very sad part of it is that there's no way of recording it. I can be the best cook in the world, but I can still very likely be unable to cook exactly the same thing as a particular chef because it is his vision. It's something that is so easily done with 
paintings, you just take them and put them in a different museum, no. and then okay, other people put, are touched. Let me give you an example. I could hear, like, but because maybe because I have passion, I am obsessed with some things. I could hear for years the same thing. I could not eat the same thing every day, even if it's the most amazing chef in the world. So we're talk, we're, we're comparing to different. We're comparing different things. We cannot compare art. If we talk about the presentation of the plate, the amazingness of the mixing of ingredients, then I give you the reason. But that gives me emotions. No. But then you can say the same thing about other. You can listen to the same music over and over again. But oftentimes people are willing to go to museums to see a piece of art, but they will not hang it. They will not wake up in the same room with us. Okay, so there we go. Or we read the same book. Yeah, so how do you call this? Like, it kind of gets... It's all this... Or... For me, it's, it's, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. And every single art practice, art material, has its own parameters and rules. You know, you can't wear a painting. You can wear jewelry. You can listen, you can listen to music and exist physically, but you cannot eat and do something else. Okay, you and how... Read. What, so do you think that's like the way somebody thinks and perceives influences the way they will create or not absolutely well that well that's like saying is the way you (laughs) think and perceive will influence the way you're going to walk down the street yeah for sure okay so then i mean you're 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 stuck with your brain it will influence you (laughs) except if you take it out yeah but uh yeah uh okay let's uh leave it like that but i i always i have never found an artist who can talk about this like completely without like ah whatever no, I think it's related, and that's my opinion. It is strictly like super related, both things. You can well, know an amazing I think the brain, something here. The brain is extremely related to everything that we do. So yes, any kind of differences in your brain will influence the way you talk, the way you yeah, carry yourself. Yeah, but for different careers, something else. For example, if you want to be a, a good lawyer, you need to have a little bit of psychopathy in yourself. Because you will have to deal with a lot of problems that will hit you emotionally. And you have to detach yourself from certain things. I mean, certain careers have completely different structures in the brain. You cannot compare a lawyer with an artist. An artist needs creativity, as you said. I I, I feel like sometimes you can be creative, a very creative lawyer. Yeah. In uh, reaction to what Lisa was saying earlier about like the stereotype of the struggling artist, I have a friend who was kind of obsessed with the idea that she was not like a struggling depressive orphan like she thought like if i'm not a certain idea of an artist then i'm not interesting enough like like she was it was the idea of the artist of like having a a kind of personal story or a way of being that was so different from others that was not a reality of herself but it was distracting enough for her that it would actually pull her away from art which was a natural tendency for her but she was like but i'm not interesting enough to do art and be an artist that people will buy art from so i thought it was interesting because her art is great like she's really good but it like suspended like she was just always having questions about how she like she even put herself in harm's way trying to have stories that would make her more interesting as an artist. And I thought like that was part of a huge fallacy about what an artist should be and shouldn't be. So it was just re- like, it spoke to me when you were saying about this kind of stereotype because she actually suffered from that stereotype even though she was an artist in her own right. But I thought it was an interesting uh, example that actually <laughs> happened from yeah. that. Yeah. Is, she, is her art transcendental? Well, she she could go there, I think, if she would trust in herself more. I think it's a question of having a certain confidence that right now she's getting distracted, I think, <laughs> from, in part because of that, because of what she 
things people expect of her, which are actually constructions, but I think the potential is there for sure. Lisa, I want to tell you that I completely respect your opinions. Oh, I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt that it's sweet, but I maintain my point. <laughs> but I maintain my point. There are no good artists be without this. Impossible. Well, the good thing is that it is an opinion. There. It is an opinion, so <laughs> that is a good thing. It is not yet a fact, so we're all going to be okay. I think we all are trying to arrive at certain points that perhaps not all of us, we haven't all decided on. Some of us are more open than others, you know? So cryptic and mysterious, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it, Tessie Camera? Um, I, I feel like I mostly agree with, with Lisa. I definitely, I understand where you're coming from, Benny, with the just like artists need to be a little bit fucked in the head to sort of create. No, no, you are you saying that having a disease is fucked. I never said that having a disease is wrong. I just oh, no, no, I don't mean that it's wrong either. I just mean like just a little something, you know. Off, off. off. A, a little something off or a little it's something. A, that, it's expected to have. Or it's expected, but, but that it, this is sort of a, um, um, yeah, this this funny stereotype that that can be romanticized, but that can be kind of harmful as well. Yeah, absolutely. It can. It can. For those souls that are not prepared to hear it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you think that um, it, it could be like a chicken and the egg sort of yeah, situation probably. where... Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to be an artist, so I have to be fucked up. Like, these are the artists that I know. Um, but also, I grew up in a fucked up home but like who didn't right you know so it's kind of like i i feel like everyone everyone has the capacity to be an artist you know there are only so many people who are like i don't know like the people that are like accountants that just sit there and they're at their desk every single i mean i've worked with them they get to work every time like every day the right time there's like nothing going wrong in their lives, or at least like they don't show it. I mean, what are these kind of people? I think there's <laughs> like two Venn diagrams of like being normal, not being off and being an artist. And yeah, there's a little piece where it's artist and they're off. But mm -hmm. I know so many people that are off. And if all of them would do art, they would all transcend, if that's the theory, and none of them do. <laughs> like, yeah, like exactly. the, the people that are off are so not, artists so I i'm like i don't that you have to be off and be aware of it oh i know people that are off and aware and oh, i mean the only thing that they're doing is just a lot of people are in denial and it's shown right now a lot of people are in denial don't tell me people are aware of it a lot I, am, of people are in denial. I am speaking of the people <laughs> that i know that are aware and like art is so nowhere near their radar that's not yeah, being aware that's right. i have this being yeah, aware can... is acting within your own behavior that will lead you to a different situation than what you are portraying. Yes, yes. Where does I mean you are? I but they're not, they're, not, they're not taking up art as a career anyways. Okay. You know, they're, they're doing their work, but they're still not interested in art and they're not going to be great artists because not... It's like if we think, uh, our, even our, I mean, I don't want to name any names, but just if we think in terms of who we have known in art school that were actually the odd types, like the ones who are really definitely on another planet. Oh, yeah. Personally, if I just think of like our year, those 
people there are touched me less than anybody yeah. else in the cohort you know like it's it's such a i think it's we could talk about this a long time because to me there's no absolute <laughs> about the subject it depends on each individual and their story and their connection to art and yeah anyway then you should you should fund a study no, I'm not gonna waste my time. If, if five people don't get it, do you think we'll get it a million? That's why people fund studies. I'm not gonna waste my money studies. Oh my gosh, no. I, I, don't, I thought that then you could turn your opinion into a fact. Right? No, I don't have that talent. My talent is to to play the piano, but I don't I don't think I have the talent to convince people, not at all. Not well, no, that's why you don't convince. You make a study, you have people, you have a you, you project an idea, you do tests, Evidence. and then you test it out and you, you prove things and you discover things. Maybe you discover something very interesting about the human brain and creativity. I already discovered it, I already told you. <laughs> then he's done the Not research. a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> he's, he studied, he's done the research. I would like to read your abstract. Send me okay, your abstract. I'll, I'll pass you my draft, my draft, my draft, my draft paper, my draft thesis. No, an abstract. You have to have okay, a nice little abstract. abstract. Okay, yeah, just a small one. Okay, an abstract. I'll do that. I just, you know, I just love talking about these things because are so controversial. And at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to just say whatever we think. It doesn't matter if we agree or not. It's irrelevant if we agree or not. You They're know? not that controversial. I think they are. I, I don't want to. It's gonna. Maybe you. Maybe you guys not because I don't. I don't want to say. I. I. I want to make sure that you don't feel bad. No, I just no, think no, that they are no. outdated. Okay. Not and, controversial. Okay. Okay. And you, and you can think whatever you want, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is that I, I think you guys are mature and we can have a very mature conversation without thinking like, oh my gosh, he's trying to like tell me this or no. I mean, that's why I say it. I would never say it in a group that, you know, I say it because I think that you guys are mature and you can understand that it's my opinion. I'm not trying to like say you guys are like that. Well, oh, I am like that. That's not, it's, it's irrelevant for me. It's just, I think, very interesting to see the link in psychology and art. I think it's one of the most interesting things. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. I wanted to wrap up the discussion with a few reflections. First off, creative activities have been known to have mental health benefits. There have been multiple studies confirming that creative activities such as painting, gardening, playing music, or cooking can increase positive emotions, lessen depressive symptoms, reduce stress, decrease anxiety, and even improve immune system functioning. It stands to reason that stress, anxiety, emotional pain, or turmoil may predicate the drive for many people to create. We all deal with some level of anxiety or hardship in our lives, some more intensely than others, but it doesn't mean that everyone will channel it through creativity. Secondly, we need to be careful about perpetuating stereotypes about artistic temperament that can be harmful to those working in creative fields. When I shared this recording with a friend, he asked me when the stereotype of the struggling depressive artist began. It turns out that it was way before Vincent van Gogh cut off his ear or shot himself. The belief in an artistic temperament existed as far back as the ancient Greeks. Hippocrates described the four temperaments as part of the ancient medical concept of humorism that there were four main human personality traits and behaviors. The melancholic temperament was one of these four, which was also associated with genius and creativity. We know through modern medical science that these concepts are very outdated, but the idea that artists commonly suffer from mental illnesses still lives on today. 
We also cannot completely ignore the contributions of many creative people also seem to have derived some influence from their mental illness. Think of Rembrandt, Sylvia Plath, Agnes Martin, Kurt Cobain, and countless others. So, is it harmful or helpful to acknowledge a relationship between mental health and levels of creativity? I tend to believe that creativity is tied to a sensitivity and perception, which can also manifest in many ways, including mental illness and addiction. But we want to know what you think. Again, send your thoughts to theartistconfluence at gmail.com if you would like your comments to be featured on our Instagram.